did you forget today? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're pretty good, I feel like. We're uh, yeah, I guess. So it's you guys hard. have come a long way from you know, average Joe or Joe Schmo and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> celebrity get me out of here. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. it's many lifetimes ago. It feels like um, though Joe Schmo is still our honeymoon. That was the most fun project we ever worked on. Yeah. Like uh, truly, it's uh, it'll ne- nothing will ever top that thing. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, a long time ago. Now we're here at Monster Jam. Right? <laughs> 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 who would who would have thunk? Right, and then ten years later, now you know we get the sequel to Zombieland, and it's a decade in the making, and usually. When it's been such a long hiatus between films and keeping it in the same genre, it doesn't necessarily always work, but you guys pulled it off. Thank you. And so congratulations on that. And then adding, you know, Monster Jam to it and, you know, Monster Truck Racing and Zombies, how can you go wrong? I know, right? Well, the Monster Truck, we were just telling Chris, he has to hear this a second time, was in the very first draft of the screenplay in 2010. It It was that one of those elements that made it all the way through from all those different drafts because... It just, look, it just sort of sells itself, right? So on that monster truck driving over zombies, like, that is entertainment, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then and then the monster truck, as, as Paul points out, we've always viewed Zombieland through the lens of wish fulfillment. Like, it is a, it's an escapist fantasy at its heart. And part of that means, uh, like, if you were in the post-apocalypse, what would you be driving? And uh, you wouldn't have to think too long before you thought, you know what, I'm going to go find one of those monster trucks. I'm going to go to one of those arenas. I feel like I'd be I'm driving a, a... Find some high-test yeah. fuel, and I'm going to fire that thing up and see what happens, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... And we got a chance to do that today. They let us actually ride. You guys rode. Right. And then we actually drove them earlier, which was even... Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so it's like now Now I'm just thinking about in our, in our next screenplay, what's the coolest thing we can write in so that the junk is... <laughs> <laughs> we actually gonna have to end up doing it. What like, would you be driving in Zombieland? What would you drive? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, look, I've always wanted to drive a Lamborghini. Yeah. So I'd probably what do you think of that Lamborghini, Lamborghini uh, SUV? Oh, like that's that. pretty sweet. I feel like yeah. that might zombie, be my I mean, zombie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's four wheel drive, right? Yeah. So you can make it over stuff. Fast. I bet it's not doesn't have a lot of ground clearance. But no, you know, that's why you used to switch out the wheels. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put the monster truck wheels on your Lamborghini, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put a three on the side of it. Yeah, be good to go. Like Dale Earnhardt, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll figure out how to do that for the next junket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm, I just told Paul, I'm like, we should write Top Gun 3. So next time we'll be on F-18, like, <laughs> screw these monster trucks. Let's get up in yeah. the air. Anyway. But the, the whole thing is fun. And, you know, zombies have an ebb and flow. And so it's good that you guys came back 10 years later when it's on an upswing, especially after, you know, um, Walking Dead and everything else that's been going on. What is it about this genre and then turning it comedic that's been the greatest appeal? Because, you know, there was Shaun of the Dead, there's you guys, there's, you know, a bunch of other movies that have come out where the the zombie thing has been spun to be a little more comedic rather than Mm -hmm. horrific. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of just the lens we look at at the world through, you know, a comedy lens. And and that's what we do. We we like to be funny. And... and, uh, and so we came into the genre and, and we thought, well, what's our take on the genre? It's make it fun and funny and wish fulfillment. And if, if we have a brand, it tends to be to come into a genre and both make fun of it and yet still be it. So Joe Schmo is an example. Reality TV. We came in. We made fun of reality TV. We parodied it. But it was a reality show. Zombieland, you know, Deadpool with superheroes. Uh, we, we, we just tend to like to do that. We're doing it with Clue right now with uh, murder mysteries, like, you know, coming in and doing the 
the you know poking fun at the existing tropes, the the the, uh, um, the existing themes, the the way these movies are told, um, but also being an example of those movies, a good solid zombie movie. So at that the same you time. take the fans who go see this movie and love it, and they don't feel like you're laughing at them, right? Because you're laughing with them. You're laughing with them. That, that's the most important thing. Well, there was zombie Deadpool in the Marvel comics. Yeah, true, true. So there might be a crossover. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. I like the way you For think. the third one, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a two-parter. It's a crossover like in the comics. You know, Zombieland, Deadpool, Deadpool, Zombie. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So in a time where um, uh, like Hollywood movies are having a budget around like $100 million, you made a good, a good zombie movie with 42 million. The secret is everyone took pay cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. The secret is they didn't let us spend more. Uh, no, I mean, like, like there were certain things. Like, we originally had the final act of the movie set in a stadium like this, but it, the, the price, you know, the scale is just too much, so you start to, to trim it down. I do think, you know, our movies... They have to work as character pieces first, and if, and if they work as character pieces, then you get as much action as you can afford, and then hopefully it ends up good. Like it doesn't have to be two hundred million dollars. I mean, like then again, we can still do that too. Like I mean, like Six Hundred Ground was a really expensive movie we just did, and that was like uh, it couldn't have had more action. Like there was there was a ton of money spent, a ton of money to spend we on just that a stuff. Ton of money down. <laughs> the All that Netflix money went up went up in flames, but um, you literally. I was so, tearing up though when you destroyed that lime green apple remember. Oh my god, I mean, yeah, that is a hard that's hard to watch. <laughs> that's as hard to watch as anything. Um, but I guess I guess the point being like we'll write to the budget like and, and we'll try to squeeze as much as we can out of however much money they'll give us. And what do they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. It's like you're you're given a you know a, a, a world uh, a range to stay in and sometimes it results in more creative decisions than if you just had all the money in the world to spend. So. But is that more fulfilling for you guys when you have that limitation and now you have to be more creative? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. yeah. I mean, it's again, it's a good muscle to flex everyone. The classic example was uh, Deadpool, where we had this big gunfight in Act 3 and suddenly we didn't have enough money for it. So we thought, what if Deadpool forgot his gun? Like, what if he left all of his guns, you know, in the apartment? And that felt kind of funny because it was like, that's the kind of thing we all do, right? We're off to the big event and we forget something. It's like, and, and so that was an example of how our lower budget kind of made for a funny, quirky little moment in the movie where he's like, oh, crap, I forgot my guns, you know. And, and it worked. And, and it worked. Yeah. And it's like fun. And so now he's got to go in without his guns, and we got a whole different scene than we would have. It's cheaper, but still hopefully fun, you know. It still works. Yeah. That's it not, sometimes works better than, than it would have if, if we I mean, we say it. that, but usually it's us fighting for more money. Yeah. Like, please give us, like, it'll be better if it's bigger. Like, usually we're making that argument. So, But it, we, it, we even cut a, t- uh, you know, a bunch out of this movie, you know, in terms of action and, and all that, and for scale, sure. and yeah, because I mean, it needed to keep within a budget range, and so again, it forces us to be creative with that action. What's something that you cut out that would have gone in if you had the extra hundred million on top of the forty-two? 
Um, Again, the stadium would the be stadium the stadium was probably the biggest thing. Like, and there were just sequences that that were much reduced versions of what we wanted to do. Like, which went like the, the scene where uh, they're running into Babylon and the people start pushing the stuff off the top on top of the zombies. Like, that was a bigger set piece where they were just like pianos. We wanted to see all kinds of crazy things landing on those zombies for like a good minute and a half. But it just ultimately they thought it's just it's too much. We got we got yeah. Gotta, I mean that opening sequence of where, where when the, we introduced all the zombies to the world, uh, the, the evolution of the zombies. That was much bigger with construction vehicles and, and wrecking balls. Yeah, like we, had, we like, had we had like a, yeah, I mean, we had a human kill of the week where we had a whole human kill of the week runner where it's like, the, this is where we came in where zombies were killing humans instead of the other way around and the kill of the week, so, and we just couldn't afford it, so it goes away. So there are definitely examples where you're like, ah, and then other times where Again, not being able to do something forces you into another idea that you end up really becoming attached to. So it just depends. So the zombies were there's like different levels, different types. Was that inspired by anything? Oh, that was in the very first draft. Yeah. It was just a way to reintroduce the world, the audience to the world. And we needed a really threatening zombie, too. We wanted to, I mean, of course, it doesn't really seem like the T-800s are that much different from the other zombies when you watch the movie, but at least in our minds, it was like, we need that extra threat to make this movie feel even crazier, and that was the, T- the idea of the T-800, the zombie that it evolved to hunt and to really kill people more efficiently than your average zombie, so... And when you go back and revisit the script, because, you know, there was that near 10-year layoff between writing the first draft in 2010 and then having it finished and completed in theaters 2019, you know, what is able to stay and what has changed culturally that, like, uh, this doesn't work anymore 10 years later that we have to kind of take out or revamp? Well, one of the things we like was the fact that Zombieland is frozen in time in 2009, so we didn't have to worry about pop culture references post-2009. We didn't feel like we had to keep pace with a society that had changed. Um, and I don't, I really don't, I think we sort of operated in a vacuum. We resisted sort of the, the urge to make a Donald Trump joke, for instance, or, a, or to make some comment on the things that have happened well, in the last 10 worked. years. It, like, it wouldn't have worked, worked. But even a, even a sort of allegorical or metaphorical nod to it, we just sort of resisted that because it just felt. I mean, there is the Uber joke. Well, the Uber joke, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. An Uber joke's an example of one that we actually ran with because yeah. we thought, oh, it'd be funny if Madison, like, inadvertently the, the, the devises, like, the greatest company of all time and they all poo-poo it. Right? <laughs> like, they're like, that, that would never work. Like, you know, which is what almost everybody does when anyone says any good idea. They're just like, that's not going to work for this reason or that reason. Like, FedEx, come on. You know, Amazon. Like that, yeah, yeah, and, like, please. Like, so, yeah, we did have fun with that. So that was an example. But largely, we kept our head down and tried to keep it pretty faithful to the, that whatever that cultural moment was in 2009. And then um, today we're here, you know, at Monster Jam, checking it out. We got to ride in Grave Digger. You guys got to drive the trucks, which I'm envious of. You know, how does that partnership like that develop, going, hey, we have this $42 million picture. We want, you know, we have monster trucks in, in our movie. That's a Let's Sony question. How does the genius Sony marketing saw, saw the synergy there. And it really does make sense because, look, Monster Jam's amazing. It's like, it's a cool, it's a cool thing that's lasted for a long time and, and it, kids of every age, you know, love it. And so it does make sense. But at the same time, that's a great marketing executive thinking outside the box. Is it going to be like a special screening for the audience? I don't know. Gosh, I don't, are they doing a screening or no? By the DVD or? No. It's, no, not so there won't be any like big. No. Uh-huh. 
This is for you guys. Especially for you and us. Like you bought a ticket and you get a movie. That would yeah, be right. Awesome. I know exactly. Yeah. Right. That would Dress be really up the drivers cool. as zombies and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, they have a car called Zombie, yeah. which we didn't actually use because we we just thought it was a little too on the nose. So we were like, what? Let's. We created Big Fat Death. That was the car that we we we, we decided to use. But the. But that said, they we had a real monster truck, at, you know, on set. Obviously, a real driver, and and, um, and I think we should create Big Fat Death for an, as an actual kind of. It'd be, it'd be great. We'll truck. see if maybe Monster Jam would be willing to do it. So we we know them now. <laughs> <laughs> you got connections. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I'm wondering, at, at what point in writing a movie did the Madison character come into play? Is she from the original draft? Because no, like, she wasn't. She in came in in the middle movie. in a Dave Callahan draft. We we and Dave sat down. We we worked very closely with Dave. Um, and I think Madison was either your idea. Or, I think Madison probably was your idea, but Dave was the one who sort of fleshed it out. Said sort of Valley Girl, like you know, kind of the opposite of Wichita. Um, but and really, what popped the most was Zoe Deutsch. Like, like in, in the wrong hands, it would have been the worst, most annoying character. Like, just it really had the potential to be terrible. And yet, she Zoe just is elevated the best. in a way that <laughs> and she's brought so, this energy and, and improv, and she's brilliant. And, and yeah, and, and really the improv, like a lot of the her funniest moments or stuff. She that, just, that, that binocular thing that was just all, all her on the day, like you know, just stuff like that where. She just brings out this funny business. Uh, her not being able to remember Tallahassee's name—that she—that was a total yeah. improv on her part. Uh, she's she's a terrific actor and a real up and comer. She's going to rule the world before too long, I think. So if you're in a zombie apocalypse right now, what would be like the safest place you guys would think to be in? I think we're in a pretty good one. That's what we, that's why we, we thought a stadium like that's why we originally designed Act Three to be around a stadium because we thought it's great perimeter, very few entrances. You know, it's like you can lock it in. You could grow crops on the field. That was the original farm was on the field. Like, and it was just it made it made a lot of sense. There were suites where you could have like like have beds and sleep and stuff. And um, so we may be safe right here, my friend. Right. Let's hope Sit it happens tight. right now. Sit yes. That became the center point of Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, is like that right? Yeah. Community inside right. of a stadium. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, there you go. So Fear the Walking Dead ran with it finally. Yeah, it just it does make some sense. I mean, we we had the original take place like during a Dallas Cowboy football game. Like the that's what that's when yeah. Zombieland broke broke out. So it was like the, the, the football players were zombies. It was like it was a huge <laughs> sequence. Like it was, um, yeah. and it was just too much, too expensive. And gentlemen, remind before we let you go, remind us the date of the release for the DVD to four twenty first. January 21st, 2020. You got it. Digital's already out, but yeah, DVD's 21st. And it's got some fun. I mean, they almost always have great extras now. And ours, ours does too. It's got some fun scenes. We had a whole runner that, uh, that, not a runner, but we had a joke that, a whole sequence where Tallahassee hates that minivan in the movie. He just doesn't want to get in the minivan. No one really understands why, except that it's the indignity of a minivan in general. But then at some point, someone says to him, uh, no, he says, uh, he says, I've got a headache. Uh, could you reach into the back? There's a first aid kit back there, you know, with some aspirin. It's got a little red latch. And they're like, how do you know about the first aid kit? Did you used to own one of these minivans? And he's like, no. And they're like, you did. Like, you own it. And it turns out he did own this one minivan. So that's why he's so ashamed to get back into it. And, like, that was the whole. So that's all on the DVD. Is it? Yeah. I think okay. so. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Can I check it out? <laughs> Thank you so much, John. Thank all right. You Thank you, guys. Yeah.